Hello, Jen. How are you doing? Good afternoon. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I was spotting. I was. I was avoiding any more cultural stereotypes. And, no, I didn't. You know, and I didn't do the ducks. How are you, duck? Thank you. I mean, I was. I was feeling neglected there for a second. <laughs> now listen. My roots. La- last time we were on here, we talked about sport and sports. We lovely. Did. But it's time. It's time to talk about the arts. Oh right. Thank okay. Goodness for that. And um, and I'm I'm interested in the age old idea that how do we separate the artist from their art? So we have a very mm. famous uh, author in our world uh, who has very mm-hmm. strong views about our situation and has written many, many books and is very, very successful. So to what extent do we separate specific people from their body of work? I think it's a really interesting subject because I often, yeah, I do think about that. I think there's a, I think there's a philosophical concept called, is it the death of the author? I don't mean killing an author. I mean, the idea that once an, or, once an author or an artist has put the work out there, they no longer own it in that same way. It's how the, it's how the people, people who see that art or read those books, they then own it. I think there's, it's like a concept. I watched a good um, video diary. Um, I think it was Lindsay Ellis, who's a, a YouTuber, did a very interesting article on that. Because, yeah, J, we're talking about J.K. Rowling. I don't see any need to um, – she's not Voldemort. We can name her. But and it is fair to say, whatever your views, she's decided to get heavily involved in um, trans debates. So it is interesting. And, uh, and you know, you then get – you have had situations where people have been talking about boycotting works and things like that. Mm. Um, and I think it's interesting, isn't it? Um, well, and I mean, it's not it's not a new idea. I mean, if you go back to some of the most famous people in history, I mean, they're pretty... I mean, if you look at um, the first American president who uh, and the people who banned slavery, they all had slaves. So they're talking about, you know, uh, um, fairness and, and voting for all, but, you know, they, they were slave owners at the time. We talk about Richard Wagner and music being one of the most seminally amazing musicians of all time, but, you know, basically a massive Nazi and and supporting and funding the Nazi party. So it's 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 not a new idea. We talk about how many artists, for God's sake, who are the most amazing. Um, is it Picasso that's got all sorts hor- of horrendous... Horrible things. misogynist. Yeah. Horrible misogynist. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. How do you separate that? Is it right? Is, is time the healer? You know, when you talk about Wagner, is it a length of time? I mean, if Wagner was coming out with those views today, and composing would we would he be you know would he be accepted would he be cancelled in that weird term which i'm not sure exists properly well, but if, if you if you if you take even a, a wilder example you've got i mean i was in bristol recently and uh, expecting to go to the colston hall for a concert and there was no con- colston hall has been renamed because of course you know with the statues this year they've got this idea that we should be renaming things and and re- re- reimagining the past or revisiting the past and thinking about the moral implications of those things in the future, and I think it's I think it's interesting in our world, particularly around J. R. You know, Tolkien, not Tolkien, uh, J. K. Rowling's a very different <laughs> person. That was a really weird old Freudian slip, isn't it? Um, and I think you know, is it possible to see her work? For example, I mean, I was talking to someone who was trans the other day and saying that actually the entire Harry Potter um, series is an attack on trans people. And, and and I and I thought, well, no, how do you sorry. get a, And there's this idea that we somehow retrofit the, people's personal views into the literature they've written. 
And I think, I, I, and I think I, that's where it becomes dangerous because I think it is possible to be, I think it's possible to ha- to for a person to do bad things and that doesn't make him a bad person. I think JK Thingy Rowling has bad views, doesn't necessarily make her a bad person. And, it's, and therefore it's not right to retrofit, you know, something that was written in a different era and a different time with different views and trying to find a negative connotation. I mean, I see this in Star Trek a lot. Oh, I love Star Trek, I, I, I but I, I mean that's a, that's a Gene Roddenberry's vision was a was a utopia, um, and Deep Space Base Nine had a I think a trans character effectively. But that's this is really geeky stuff for another day. I think I think you're right. I, th- I think retrofitting. I, I haven't heard that that the whole of um, Harry Potter is in some way trans because I don't I don't I don't see that. I mean there are other there are other problems with J.K. Rowling's depiction of. Uh, of of people within her that, that you know you start to realise you know in terms of um, the in terms of depiction of uh, of some of the characters some of the I think the 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 bankers in the vaults um, would you know could be seen in potentially anti-Semitic you know her description of people who are fat for instance are very can be quite cruel so there are other aspects you know I think the names she chose of characters could be seen as very stereotypical I get all that I didn't really pick it up at the time but then because of the privilege I have I didn't I didn't realize it till other people point point that out um I mean I still watch a Harry Potter film because I've downloaded them and I do like them in that respect I made this I've made a decision I won't I don't particularly want to put any more money in towards um, JK Rowling so I wouldn't, for instance, buy the latest Hogwarts video game if that's going to financially, and that's just a personal choice. I'm not asking anybody else to boycott it. Mm. I just make a choice about who I want to. I mean, it's the same with, um, we talked about comedians and other people. Do I want to listen to, do I want to be part of, do I want to engage in something that um, for somebody that appears to not like the person I am? for instance, you know, uh, as, as a trans woman. So I think those personal decisions, I always have me, I think it's, it comes very complicated. I was thinking about this the other day. So Kevin Spacey, I know he's been cleared of some assaults, but it's turned out to be maybe not the nicest of human beings to put it in that way. Although, and then maybe I've succumbed to the media on that, yeah, but I, I sort of I... made a decision. I happened, happy to watch a film in which his character was not the protagonist, if his, his character was a bad, horrible character, like in Seven or something like that, then that was fine because I wasn't sort of invested in supporting him as a, uh, as a character. It's a weird um, morality of my own, I guess, on that. So, you know, I'd watch an actor who, you know, who's had, has suddenly become problematic as long as their role is one where I haven't got to have sympathy for them. It's just sort of slightly weird. Yeah, you see, I, I take a different view on this. I mean, I find the whole Kevin Spacey thing, which again is the difference between the actor and the and the allegation. The fact that he's been, and, and, and it doesn't matter how he got there, what it was, that man's career has been absolutely ruined by those allegations, all of which, which have been proven to be false. And, and, and you know, people are yeah. people and they're false. And, you know, you look at that and you think that man had an amazing an amazing career. He was one of probably the top five, ten actors in the world at the time. I mean, he's obviously very wealthy as well, but there was very few Kevin Spacey films when you couldn't see he was an, an amazing actor. And his career's gone. 
And it's just gone. Now, whether it'll rebuild will be an interesting thing because it is interesting to see, and I think this is uh, you know important for our world, I think it'll be interesting to see if there's a there's a process of redemption that that, that takes place now. May 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 well be. And and and, and I, I get that. I mean, even uh, Mel Gibson started making movies again, and mm. you know, there's no way of defending some of his views. I mean, I, I you know, it's, and it's not about cancelling someone's career. You know, as an artist, we have a choice about who we want to watch and engage with and who we don't, you know, and I don't want to watch a Mel Gibson film because of the person he turns out to be, right? And he may have some redemption, but I have the right to choose not to to watch that film, for instance. Yeah, I, I, I get with the recent news that, that things are different, but it, I, I was just interested in them, how I process that at the time when Kevin Spacey was being demonised is, can I watch him if I'm not expected to have sympathy for him or support his character? And that's a sort of a weird, I think it's a weird position for me to, to make that judgment on. But, mm. you know, I don't, I don't think anybody's wrong in what they want to personally watch or engage with or listen to in the terms of Wagner, you know. Um, you know, would I listen to Morrissey now, who was, who was turned out to be in my, you know, who's turned out to be, you know, maybe you would argue pretty racist in some of the things he said, or certainly has gone down that rabbit hole. Do I want to listen to that artist now? Um, I don't know. I don't but, I think but, a lot of people have taken that decision. You well, know. you see, this is the thing. Is it possible to is it possible to be an artist whose art does not necessarily reflect their own personal moral code or views? And it is possible to sing about love, which a lot of pop songs are. Sorry, I'm very I'm very scathing when it comes to pop, modern music, pop music, yes. such like. But you know, I don't think that's an issue. I don't. Th I think the fact that Mel Gibson has those views doesn't mean that Mel Gibson represents those views when he stands on stage and acts acts in a role. I think. I think I wouldn't watch a Mel Gibson film usually because they're rubbish, but not because of Mel Gibson. It's in the same sense that I'm not that keen on. You know, well, there are other actors. I mean, Dolph Lundgren or whatever they're called. Most of his films are just awful, but that's not because of his views. Because no, you know, I mean, that's used, a. I mean, that's a blast from the past, isn't it? I was going to say we've said our references aren't up. I don't think the kids will get much of our references, do we? I think they're usually buried in the 80s. Um, yeah, I get, I get the point on that, but we can also choose what we want to watch. We have an emotional attachment to the things we watch. And if, you know, I'm not suggesting um, other people don't watch somebody or listen to somebody, or, but uh, I'm not suggesting that, but I'm just saying personally. And I think people have taken those views, and that's certainly been the case with J.K. Rowling that in some parts of, you know, particularly in America, um, you know, has she suffered in a sense for her views because people are not prepared to engage in the same way. And that's a personal choice. That's a perfectly freedom. We all have whatever reasons we do for liking artists or not. I think for musicians and when they're doing personal stuff, I don't know how you separate the person from the art in that respect. Picasso, you know, I don't, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you separate Picasso's horrible misogynist views about the uh, from the paintings he did that you know and the and the and some of the models he did uh, there's a if you want to watch an amazing stand-up Hannah Gadsby an amazing stand-up did a whole routine about Picasso um she Hannah's she's really brilliant she, I think she'd studied art but it's worth looking out she's got two stand-up specials that are both brilliant um that's apropos nothing but you know artists are putting themselves into their art right and that includes those you know 
maybe abhorrent views or or, or behaviours of some of them. But you see, I think, it, I think it widens out philosophically. So into our world, for example, I was chatting to um, uh, one of our guests on another podcast, um, the Transactual People, and I remember oh, chatting yes. to, to Shay and, and, and him saying, you know, in, in our world, there are trans people who are members of unions, who are members of the extreme left, but there are also Tories who are trans people. Now, we, should we not respect those trans people because they're Tories, staunch Tories? And well, the, no, and the trans that, people as well. And that's that difference. Is it is possible to hold a view without it being a defining view of yourself. And I think you can, you know, I if I, I and mean, you and I differently, if I met J.K. Rowling, I'd be very happy to talk to her, very happy to engage in a conversation, very happy for her to take me to dinner because she can afford it. And um, and I'm <laughs> tight. And But you see, I, because I'd be interested to, to meet the person, but also to hear the arguments, because I think the argument is only part of who that person is. And Wagner's fascism was only part of what that person was. And, you know, there's a huge body of work. And I'd rather, oh. you know, you go back into history and you think of all the, you know, where, where, so today is interesting. Yesterday, of course, those people delivered deliver to a different world they deliver to different cultures. There were different mindsets. You know, it's like this thing about, you know, apologising for the empire. That was of its time. Um, and I just wonder whether we are too hung up on the cult of personality and we can't separate the person from the work, which I, which I think is really important to do. I mean, I separate who you are from what you say. So for a lot of the time, I'm the devil's advocate in this podcast, you know, and it doesn't mean I necessarily believe those views. I will present them so we have a debate. So I think we have to be very careful about judging a person for their views and rather saying that their views are a small part of who someone is. I, I, I take your point to a degree. I think, and you're a better person than me, Joe. That's probably why. And, um, and I'm not going to, I don't condemn every, uh, every, every, I mean, I'm a trade but I don't condemn every Tory. I'm a, um, there are some, you know. Do we have that record? <laughs> No, I don't. I mean, I'll congratulate Theresa May in trying to reform yeah. gender recognition. I've said before, there are, there are, you know, things are, are there are nuances. I'm trying to learn that as a, as I get older. But I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. If I choose no. not to watch somebody, choose not to listen because I, because of who that person is. That's your right. And 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 it's perfectly fine for you to say that's not how I feel. So I I, I don't think there's any danger in that because we all have. You know, we all have our own emotional engagement with a piece of art. And, um, you know, if, if in engaging in that is sitting in the background, you know, so take the example of Morrissey, who's made some views. I, I mean, I wasn't a big Smith fan. And I know you, yeah, pop music isn't your thing uh, um, with your um, amazing backstory and career, Jill, that you need to tell everybody about. But I mean, um, I, you know, when you're writing songs as an artist like that, that are born of your personal experience and you're putting your heart and soul in there, and it turns out that your heart and soul, in my view, uh, have have some views that I, I can't gel with, then I, surely I can choose to say, well, I don't really want to listen to that anymore. Except when Rick, Rick Hasley did it at Grand, if you saw Rick Hasley perform a whole set of Smith songs at Glastonbury, that was quite amazing. Mm. Um, but look out for that. But um, no, and I think that's the same. I think, I think the thing with Wagner is there is that length of time and distance, isn't there? But if Wagner was composing now and going on social media expressing fascist, racist views, I'm not sure he would be well accepted. Yeah. 
But that's um, a different, and it is, that's that point, isn't it? It's the different world. And I think, you know, sometimes art is a, is a focus for having these discussions. It's interesting to have, um, you know, part of art is to hold a, the mirror up to, to, the, um, to the, the existing culture. That's why we, we have art. And that's why art is so important. Don't get me started on the banning of arts in schools, because that's a big, big, no, big no, of beef of mine. Um, however, coming back to the point, I, th I think I think it's really important though that we 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 consider this idea that it is possible to hold a view without being a terrible person, and um, and I think we 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 demonise people at our peril because I think that's possibly one of the reasons that we're demonised. Oh, that's a big question because I mean. We're not being demonized, you know, if we're being demonized, it's not because of us individually or personally, it's because we're dealing as a community. And that's, that's a difference. That's where your bigotry comes in. That's where your um, racism and fascism comes in. Um, if you're, if you're saying, should we define people by their worst aspects? I agree with you. I mean, there are exceptions. I think it's fair enough to condemn Hitler and Stalin for their worst aspects. Right. But should we, um, you know, um, should we allow people to be fallible? I agree, and we should allow we should allow redemption. Um, I, I agree, and that sometimes is quite hard. But if somebody is not willing to, if somebody wants to hold views that um, you know, we find abhorrent or individually find hurtful, I, I find it. I tell you what, I find difficult. And this is what what I think is damaging about the whole trans moral panic at the moment. I've started to divide sort of famous people into people who are for me and people who are against me. You, you know, you're looking for every nuanced comment. I'll go on Twitter and see who are they following? Are they following all the transphobes? Oh, that person's against me. And I think that can be damaging. So yeah. at the moment in my head, I've got a list of people that are pro and positive trans people for trans people and those are against us. And that again is not helpful. I mean, it's, you know, um, and I think that can be, I don't think that's good for my soul to do no. that, but it is where I am at the moment. I'm sort of looking and I'm going, oh, that person's made those comments. That person has made comments supporting JK Rowling, therefore they're against me. And that's probably simplistic because they're probably just not engaged enough in the debate, for instance. But it with the, the JK Rowling is very significant because all those, almost to, to every one of the, actors those key actors who played the part in those films who have every reason to be thankful to jk rowling took those steps to say we don't agree mm. you know we don't agree and that's brave of them to do that they've said you know they could say silent but they all came out daniel radcliffe emma emma watson and daniel particularly said no we don't agree we support you know i'm particularly looking at young trans people because uh, they knew how damaging her comments were to young people who'd looked up to her books and her books you know, one of the things they sort of spoke to people who are different. That's what they were supposed to do. They spoke to, they were supposed to speak to that. So um, that's not nothing. You know, when that happened, I think that was a significant. Um, so, so, to, so just to build the, the other side of this, you see, I was listening to a conversation with uh, two trans people quite recently at a group I was listening, and um, and and the conversation went like this: um, I find you very interesting. Um, I've enjoyed our dates. Um, this is one person talking to another trans person, not to me. I was listening. I've enjoyed your company. I like your dates. I think you're really attractive, but you're a Tory, so I can't go out with you. And I think you see. I think this is the this is the extreme version of this. 
this view. It's almost, it's almost like a 17-year-old view that we can't separate the person from their I, I am ashamed to say, I don't think I could date a Tory. Really? I don't. I, I genuinely don't. And that makes, and I'm not even, proud of saying Even this. a millionaire? <laughs> Look, I can overlook some things. Uh, you see, uh, so, so basically... You know the old yeah. phrases when the judgment is a money, <laughs> and it depends. And it depends what you mean, I guess. By there's a, there's an error in the middle where I think so. If you look at the politics of it, a socially liberal Tory that was supportive of you know LGBTQ rights and things like that, but was economic Tory, maybe I could maybe I could bend that. But um, a socially illiberal conservative view held holding person, you know, that would be. Uh, stop the boats and all that I, I i couldn't date something like that because i think we would be too far apart so it's not that when the boat is why we're done to date somebody that has different values than me if you want to use that horrible sort of corporate term of values which every sort of organization uses, i have values and if, if if i couldn't date so i don't think i could date it i think we're very easily dated i don't think a tory would want to date me um, I, I, I'm, I'm be honest, Jill. Not many people do, but I don't think a Tory would. Um, I think I think but, we're getting it. <laughs> but it, getting it, but it's a, it's, it, but it's it's a good point. Mm. It's a good point because I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of the fact that I have those, you know, those views. I'm not proud of that. I don't think. I'd like to be a more magnanimous person. I'd like to be more thoughtful and and sort of around that. You know, and people do change. I mean, I. Uh, my brother, for instance, his politics changed so significantly from when he was younger, who had been a you know conservative voter and very much you know private you know Thatcherite type approach. So he's very different now as he's grown up, and we we our politics are very similar. So people do change, I think, as well. But I, I think that's it doesn't make me I don't I'm not proud of that fact that I have these hang ups and. Um, I, I really aren't. Um, I think I'd like to be a better person, but I don't think I am. So, so we've launched from J.K. Rowling now into a therapy session for Jen. And um, I, I use think... everything as a therapy session, but but the, but it, it does relate to the point of uh, yeah. of this uh, this concept of you know should we should we boycott should we stop watching? I, I've never called. No, that's not that's not actually true, but uh, I think I think I probably have called for boycotts in my younger career and in politics but in terms of boycotting authors i wouldn't suggest anybody else has to but i i think people are, are fair enough if they're informed and say actually i don't want to to listen to that person what they've got to say anymore and i'm going to go and listen to some wagner later on jill how about that shall i go and listen to some wagner i wouldn't start with wagner no, would you? What, what? What would you start with for some I mean, it's, it's you know, I no mean, much classical music. I wouldn't start with Wagner because I mean, each opera is about five and a half hours long, and I think oh, it's no, probably I, you know, you need to have your tea at some stage. I'm not good. At, I'm not good with opera. My dad, I like Les Miserables. That's good. Oh, oh. I know that. I know that gives you. Um, I'm a triggered. And on that note, I need to head off now because you need to tell the you need I've to tell suddenly, people your no, thank story. You. I think uh, I think I'm now triggered and just discovered that's not art, but I've got very strong views on it. So I'll say ta-ra, and I'll see you next week. I'll catch you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. 
Um, if you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. And Jen, you've chosen the charity for the next number of episodes. Which one have you chosen? Our charity is called Beyond Reflections, which is a charity that provides support and counselling to trans people, non-binary people and their friends and their families across the UK. An amazing charity doing some amazing work, really important. So please, if you can give. Great. And if you want to go and have a look at Beyond Reflections, it's beyond-reflections.org.uk. And uh, But as I say, if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing, because we love to help the people who help us. Uh, again, if you've got ideas for um, the show, things you'd like to ask us, questions, comments, applause, or um, brickbats, feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to Gillian at transvox.co.uk. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye-bye. Yeah.